Welcome to Deep Dive MKE, a podcast that explores how City on a Hill is transforming communities and families worldwide. Join us as we dive deep into conversations with individuals who understand the journey out of generational poverty and its trauma. I'm your host, Art Serna. Let's dive deep. Hello, welcome to this segment of the Deep Dive MKE podcast. I'm glad to be here with two new found friends, Bob and Brenda, those that have come to a project mission week here at City on a Hill and are now core volunteers in what we do. I invited them to come to share a bit about their journey of transformation as they engage with our staff and with our team. So without further ado, Bob and Brenda, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So tell us a little bit more about how you first connected to City on a Hill and chose to come on this trip. At least that's where I first met you. Tell me, how did that happen? Well, how it happened was we go to Bridge Church in Waukesha, and I was standing in the lobby, and my wife said, let's go to this meeting about a mission trip to downtown Milwaukee. And I said, what are we doing? So I followed her into the meeting, and they started talking, and it sounded like a very good program to be involved in. In fact, for for a while, Brenda and I have been looking to find a mission field that we can work together. And in my mind, I thought that this could be something that would work for us both to attend, both trying to make an impact and trying to make a difference here. So that's really the catalyst. And so we signed up for the five overnight mission trip, and it was very, very educational emotional and eye-opening for both of us. We had preconceived ideas of what went on down here, you know, in Milwaukee. And for us, it affected us in a very deep way. And right when we came back, we said, we're going to keep coming back. Mm. So that's how we started. And it was a process that happened fast. And I personally have been looking for something to make a difference. And I think you go through your life as you get older, and I kept saying, someday I'm going to make a difference. And I kind of thought, and urging from my wife too, this is a good spot. And actually, when I come here, this is where I feel peace. Wow. Well, Bob, you said a lot. I want to follow up before I do that. So I know why you went into that room. What put that in your radar? And why did you want to learn more about that opportunity that Sunday, I imagine, by what you said? I've been on different mission trips Colombia and Haiti and parts of Mexico, different places. And I thought, that's interesting, my own city. Mm. And I just thought it would be interesting to see what that would look like because I've been different places. So I guess going to the meeting, listening to what they said, doing a simulation that they had us do, I thought it all sounded interesting, eye-opening. Where did that hard for mission, to be on mission, to give back, to be of service. Where did that develop for you all? Because it seems like you've mentioned a couple of different international type of places. Mm -hmm. Where did that start for you? I guess mine started just partly I grew up in some poverty. We were on food stamps. My mom was a single mom. She had four children. My brother is still pretty close to being homeless. I guess I've always had a heart for it, for helping people, reaching out, trying to make a difference. And I think Knowing that this was a Christian-based mission field, I loved that. Bob, how about you? Where did that start for you? Brett has been on more mission trips than I have. 
But it's interesting as I've had conversations with people just generally about mission trips, and I have some friends that go on it more frequently, and a friend of mine instilled in me that it really only works if you go back to the same place and you are familiar with the people there. So that's where I saw this opportunity as you have a situation where I can keep coming back. And as I'm developing relationships with the guests, and it's actually becoming more fun because they remember me and poke fun at me and those kinds of things. And as I talk to people who are not in any type of missions or actually not even involved in churches, coming here is something that can be explained better because people will say, why do you go so far to a mission for a mission strip? And here, when you tell people you're trying to be helpful, coming in an impoverished area close by in the city, that makes sense to more people. So I've had quite a few conversations with people who are a little more unchurched, and I can see that it makes them think more. So I'm hoping we're making a positive influence there too. I moved to Wisconsin from the Oklahoma, Texas area at really in the middle of the pandemic. It was 2020, having traveled to different parts of the U.S. and internationally to do service, humanitarian work, missions work. And I realized that many people have a desire to find fulfillment in their life and purpose, regardless from very, very affluent, very successful people to people who don't have a lot of access to resources. They still are in a journey of purpose and meaning and finding fulfillment. At City on a Hill, we talk about a set of core values, two being community and courage. The work that we do takes courage. Brenda, you talked about your brother. I'm sure that there's up their highs and lows and all of that. Mm-hmm. But we walk with people through hard stuff because change, changing, especially when you've experienced generational poverty, generation after generation, it takes courage to take that next leap. Getting to a point back to what you said, moving during the pandemic, we begin to hear about a, from church partners and others. We're seeing a change like that pandemic had an effect on people mm-hmm. where they lost a sense of community and knowing how to find it, but also almost like their heart intention, something was missing, whether it was fear or they lost the rhythm of life. So it was harder. And so we were hearing from a lot of church leaders. We're having our time encouraging people to like plug back in, into service, into mission. So after you came on this missions trip, the five day, think here with a poverty simulation at City on a Hill. Each of you talked to me about what was a moment during the simulation or the trip that was like an epiphany to you or something that really resonated with you or shook you during that week? I think for me during the simulation, not having food and maybe not having money to buy food, it brought out emotions that I never expected. And my situation was temporary. I knew there was an end. Mm. So I think the desperation, and I think it could bring out, like, if I would have had children in a real-life situation, you would do pretty much anything to get food for your children or to protect them or whatever their needs were. You would do whatever it would take to get those needs met. I was just looking at my behavior. I was watching other people's behavior when we were all talking about where we were at, what we were feeling. So to me, that was a big surprise. And I would add, Brenda, there was a particular video that we watched Mm. with a single mother 
mm. who was struggling, and it was an older movie that you could barely watch. Yeah, we she had to leave. Wow. It struck home too much. Yeah, and that was emotional for you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How about for you during that week? So many things happened at such a condensed period of time. To me, I knew something was going on because actually the first night was here for no particular reason. I could not sleep, mm. but I wasn't tired, but I didn't sleep the whole first night. And I was just more filled with emotion. And I think part of it was having a better understanding of people's pain down here mm-hmm. and yeah. and it try to make a difference in some small way. And I mentioned to you before, part of the First difference I want to make is just showing up. And that's where, when we have our health outreach days, I really want to be in the same spot checking people in because that's where I'm getting to know people. The same people are coming and I'm getting to remember their names and have a few comments and asking them, how are you doing? Are you okay? What's going on with you? And I want our guests to know that I care and I want to listen to that. But getting back to the whole experience, it's been I don't want to give too much away if people mm. want to do it. So that we're going to keep the information down. But it was just a slow burn all the way through mm. wow. for me. Wow. You talked about relationship as well, like building relationships with people that in the health outreach as you continued since that time of service, continue to come and volunteer and come have consistency. I mean, our staff have developed consistency, have developed relationship with you, and you've been incredibly valuable, but you're doing it. You're not just coming to serve. There, there's a level of empathy that you develop that I think is authentic in how you build relationships with our neighbors here. Mm-hmm. Talk about, was it hard to build those relationships with neighbors here? What was that journey like for you as you engage? Because I think sometimes for individuals, in other parts of Wisconsin, that might be something that holds them back. Mm-hmm. So it just seems the awkwardness, the not knowing, you know, crossing the line across difference, all of that may seem overwhelming mm-hmm. to do. Well, tell us a bit, but what was that like for you building relationships? I guess I come in, first of all, just trying to be a light for Christ. And I look at like, what would I want? How would I want someone to be with me? And I guess I just want to be loving and kind and sympathetic. And I guess with the neighbors that come, I want to give that to them. So it seems like it has been pretty smooth. Like people want to talk. They want someone to listen. They want to feel valued. I think we all do. I think if you give them your time and you truly listen, I think people feel loved. That's great. Yeah. You agree? I totally agree. And to the point where pat someone on the back and have a little conversation with them. But for me, that's easier because I'm more natural with that. I suppose I'm a little easier for easy rapport with people. I like that part. Yeah. It depends on, I suppose, where your, maybe your strengths or weaknesses are, but I'm comfortable doing that. That's another reason why I think I found my spot here is I'm looking forward to talking to people and listening to their stories. And Mm -hmm. for the most part, listening. Wow. Well, we talk about City in a Hill, the concept of restoring hope and enhancing quality of life. And that's for everyone. It's not just for guests here or people who have been marginalized by circumstances in life, but just everyone, our volunteers, our staff, we talk about those things. It sounds from what I know from you, many times we use the busyness of life to say we're stuck in a rut, mm-hmm. right? Like we're not happy, but we're doing the same thing over and over what I've come to know from you is you, you found some way of balancing 
job, career, relationship, volunteering, giving back. And I think I hear, Brenda, that you also have like an outlet and like you're a climber in some way. Mm -hmm. For me, that means enhancing quality of life. You find a way to make your life rich. Plus, Bob, to what you said, rich relationships with a pretty broad, broader and broader network as you continue to get beyond whatever your home geography is. So tell us, how did you find in your life together to find that balance, I guess, to have time, carve out time for all of those various components? What I would say is what is what we're doing is we're carving the time out in advance. So we don't just decide we're going to show up here today. We have the outreaches and the different church thing activities that happen here. And for us, we just put it on the calendar. Mm-hmm. And I always want to have some things on the calendar. The whole experience gives us peace and gives us purpose. And it's not lost on me that part of it is the feel good for me. That's not lost on me at all because I always drive away feeling good. Yeah, I would pretty much say the same as Bob. Yeah. And one other step in that is we're getting to meet all you really cool people. And we have these, sorry, I forgot what we call it, after the outreach. The encounter. The encounter. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the encounter was very emotional for me last time. Mm. With the pictures that are drawn and comments made, it was a very emotional mm. kind of day for me that it not only makes us feel better here, but it makes us feel closer to Christ too. Yeah. The whole experience is kind of opens your heart up. Yeah. And I'm glad that, and I didn't ask you to do that. Bob, I'm glad you brought it up because it's the whole purpose of encounter of many things that we try to do at City on a Hill is create the conditions for people to encounter something outside of themselves, but that transforms them from within, Mm -hmm. right? And that as you come into that space, it's an equalizing space. Jesus said, for all have sinned and fall Mm -hmm. short of the Mm -hmm. glory of God. Doesn't matter your background, it's just everyone. It's an equalizer. Mm-hmm. We're all in the same boat, mm-hmm. right? And in that encounter, we're trying to create a space for everyone. People come to serve, people come to get something, but in the end, we're all there as human beings delighted to build relationship mm-hmm. and encounter the creator of heaven and earth. And I'm just so glad that you were touched because it was very meaningful for all of our team. One last thing that I would like to cover with you all while you're here, if you... If there was a family, if there was a couple or somebody somewhere in Wisconsin and they're listening to this, what would be your words of encouragement, each of you, to them to take a risk and come to an urban plunge or come to a full week missions team? Why should they slow down and take that on? Mm, Final words. That's a good question. I have to say, after we did our mission trip here, We were just like wanting to bring everybody we knew here. It was so powerful. I think just being educated on racism and all the different things, like there's so many things that we're unaware of or that I was unaware of. So my eyes were opened up so much to that. So I think people being educated on that, people, I think sometimes being outside of their comfort zone, you grow so much and God wants us to grow. I just think, you know, like tithing, I think our time is a tithe as well. So I would encourage people 
to tie their time for other people because we are to love one another and we are to help one another and we are to bring you to what God has created. And I think this is just a really great way to do it. And I have to say from the time Bob and I walked in the doors, the staff here has been unbelievable. Like the love that we felt and the light that was shined for Christ was so powerful. So powerful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. What I would add is to me, one of the huge things is when we, you know, we live in Waukesha and sometimes it's very easy to sit in what's ever going on downtown, have judgment of why, how, what, how things should be done. I think the educational journey that you walk through, no matter what your age is, is very enlightening because we all have preconceived notions mm-hmm. of how things go, how they should go, what we think should be done. But once you spend some time here, you understand that it took a while for it to get here to where we are at this place. And a lot of work needs to be done and we can be helpful, but don't cast judgment if you don't really know what's going on. Yeah, And that that education was really eye-opening for us. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm excited later this year to unveil the latest updated version of the R3 workshop to create conversations that are more rigorous, go deeper with people to build knowledge and perspective. Because I believe sometimes the lack of knowledge Mm -hmm. can be a barrier to relationship. Mm -hmm. I think once you're more aware to what you said, Brenda, I think Mm -hmm. you can have deeper, more powerful, more meaningful conversations. I'm excited to launch that later this year and get your support in getting that out into the world Mm. so that more people in Wisconsin are engaged to bringing positive change Mm -hmm. to communities. Thank you for what you've shared and being vulnerable in this space. I appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you at the next Held Outreach and Encounter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for your time and attention. Through the inspiring stories of courage, wisdom, generosity, and joy, we demonstrate how City on a Hill and our network is advancing justice and working towards a world free from poverty. This work highlights the cultural pillars of City on a Hill, loving, listening, learning, and leading. We can't do what we do without you. Remember to join the email list to stay in the loop on the important work City on a Hill is doing in your community. Till our next dive, stay courageous.